When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I'm Zach. And I'm Benton. And Benton, we have a special guest with us this week. We've we been do. teasing it. We have. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Beth Diesel. I'm the president of the Lavender Legion. Happy to be here. Thank and you the Lavender for joining us, Beth. For, and for those who are not familiar, the Lavender Legion is the supporters group for Racing Louisville, and you guys do a tremendous job. Very mm-hmm. engaged community that you guys have have built over there. We'll we'll dive into that. Try, yeah. Here in a in a in a little bit, but um, yeah. So, Zach, before I know we, you like before we get before we get into very serious soccer talk. Let's let's get a little break at up top. What what are you into this week, Benton? So what I'm into is revamping my computer setup because some people might be now watching this in a video format because now we're we're cameras on. You can see us if you want. We're now on YouTube. So if now you're listening you can to podcast look at format, this dumb face the whole time. Yeah, I got a I got a new camera. Oh, I actually forgot to turn on the, the light. Oh my god. Oh, that is oh too much light. Yeah, we're uh we're still working on a few kinks over Ben's here. Recording but, from hey, the sun now. There we go. Yeah. I'm trying to get a more professional looking setup, a nice sounding one. I, I don't know if you can tell audio wise, but I got a new microphone. It's supposed to be a really nice one. I got this cool little boom arm. So yeah, um, just working on getting this set up um, on there. And so if you're listening to podcast format and want to look at our faces, just check us out on YouTube. Zach, what about you? What, is, what has been captivating you? So uh, I have been reading a really good graphic novel this week. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth by zoe thurgood it's basically it's like an autobiographical like memoir graphic novel that takes place over like six months of her life kind of on the tail end of the pandemic it's got a lot of really good stuff about like art and creativity and depression all all my favorite topics (laughs) now zach i don't know if i actually told you this yet i know i know you've you've been into comics and graphic novels and whatnot i've started to dabble in that realm below me i have a i have a little stack of i've used ones that i've got so it's, it's a realm i've been tinkering with exploring with so i actually got a new little bookcase so it should be featured right back here Ooh, kind of in nice. the corner there and I'm gonna and put you can show off in. your books like a smart person on the video i'm gonna try yeah this printer might be in the way but but either way yeah nice place to store them rather than just sitting in a pile on my floor because all my other bookcases just have random stuff on them more than just books dvds and just other random trinkets i i still have tons of just boxes of books in the basement from our move last year because yeah. we had more bookcase space in the last place than this place yeah now beth we're putting you on a spot what non-soccer related thing has been capturing your interest lately what are you been into um well non-soccer related i am on two 
other boards. So that takes up a lot of my time. Um, book wise, I'm reading, uh, my gosh, I just forgot the name of it. Lessons in chemistry. It's actually pretty good so far. I forget the author. Um, but yeah, I, it's mostly soccer right now because we're coming up on the start of the season, but, uh, March Madness. What, uh, what is, what is lessons in chemistry about? Um, it is set in, and I, now I'm going to definitely get the decade wrong. I want to say the fifties or the sixties. Okay. It's, uh, about a woman who works at a chemistry lab. Um, she's extremely smart. She likes the works, you know, fair enough because she likes chemistry, but she is not, I guess, looked at as someone with potential because she's a woman in the fifties and sixties and everyone sees her as more of a secretary type and, you know, assistant type rather than a leading chemist. Um, I don't think this was going to be a spoiler, but she falls in love with a, a fellow chemist. Um, and they're kind of just doing life right now. And there's a, there's a bit of a twist and a, something that's just occurred now. So she's going to be dealing with that. I'm sure in the next couple chapters, but it's basically okay. about her kind of just, you know, being powerful and making her own way. Um, the book starts out with her actually being on TV, hosting a cooking show. Hmm. It starts out with that. Then it goes to her life and chemistry. I'm assuming later down the road, she get, gets into the cooking show. So it kind of teases that at the front end. So, yeah. Nice. That's a narrative device. I was like when you get a little. Yeah. It's a little, a little hint of it. They sprinkle it in at the front end and then you kind of lead up to it knowing, you know, it's coming, but you know, you, you forget kind of, halfway through and you're like oh yeah we're gonna do that i go for the low-hanging uh fruit jo of the joke of uh her and the lab assistant apparently they had chemistry uh, oh man it's oh, almost that's like so that's bad. where the name of the book comes it from sure did. oh man that might get edited out <laughs> <laughs> so um no cuts let's yeah no cuts we did this live yeah one take all right so beth let's 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 get into to brass tacks here the lavender <laughs> legion Tell us uh, what's going on in that space. What what have you guys got going on? What have you got planned? Like for those not familiar, just kind of overall try to do your best to uh, educate on the Legion and why people should join. Sure. Um, we try to just be a kind of an open forum for all fans, whether you live in the U.S., whether you live in Kentucky, Louisville, whatever, you can join. Um, we have a very active Slack channel that we talk about the team, we talk about events coming up, watch parties, we just talk about our lives as well. Um, you know, obviously we wanna make a good game day experience. So you hear the people screaming into megaphones, standing on a stand over a crowd and waving flags, that's us. Um, so we want to engage as many people as we can. Obviously we support the team, we support the players. We want everyone involved to have a good, fun time. Uh, the next thing that we have coming up is we make personalized banners. We try our very best to make them for every player on our team. Um, as we will definitely get into later, we have a lot of new additions. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, new banners will be, <laughs> will be made, but that is coming up on the 29th and the 30th. So it'll be at the stadium. The doctor is in banner from last season. The, it was great. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one, that one I have to give a uh, shout out to, uh, Brandon Condra for making that one happen and making the thing that turns from out to end. It was pretty sweet. 
Remember um, for first for the long time in, in the beginning, we had to keep those the doctors out for a while. But yeah. when we got to finally put that that in on there, that was that such was satisfying. Good, such a good yeah. moment. Yeah. So fulfilling. But yeah, so that's immediately coming up. And then obviously our first home game is April first. We'll be up there full fledged. Um we'll have watch parties later this year. We're trying to do stuff in the community, volunteer days, uh, fundraise for local charities and organizations, different tailgating things. There's there's a whole list of things that we are going to try to pack into this this season. So I think it'll be good. And if I'm not mistaken, the cost to join is uh, relatively affordable, correct? It is 502, and that is not 500. 5.02. So we kept like it easy. $5.02. I love it. $5.02. It's cheap. It's affordable. And hopefully it's a memorable number for you if you're here in the little area. It is a very memorable number. And one thing I do have to give you guys a lot of credit for is that Slack channel. Like you said, like it is very active. So if you if you like to be involved in the discourse and just see people talking, sometimes trading secrets and whatnot, they might not get <laughs> other places. Like it's, you know, it's bumping. I, I like it. And that's, it's a really cool community that's been built there. And it's not even, it's, there's a lot of people that are locally based, but what's pretty cool about it is that there's people outside of Louisville do we even have some people outside the country? I think there's at least like one Canadian, right? We, we do. We actually have many. Well, many. I don't know. We have a handful, let's say. Um, and we just, one of our members who is an expat who's been living overseas for about 12 years, he currently lives in Vietnam. He actually brought an idea to us to start an international Lavender Legion fan page on Facebook. We started that, I think, last week. And we have some members. Um, yeah. We have someone from Canada who just joined. I think she talked in the Slack not too long ago. She came from that international fan page and found out about us. So I think That's with awesome, all the international yeah. signings, we're hoping, you know, we can reach other people and, you know, grow, grow a little bit our community. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, I, I just, the one really cool thing that you guys do is the sense of community that's, that's built. It's really, it feels like a really close knit group surrounding yeah. with the Legion. So, so good job with all that. And I'm excited to kind of see all the things that come down the pipeline for you guys, like the watch parties and stuff. I've been there before. It's fun. I know, I don't know if all of them are at mile wide, but um, I've been to a few there. So that's a good yeah. space for that. I like it. Nice yeah, and open. You know. and they're, they're very high on women's sports in general and especially soccer. So they've been great partners. But yeah, and we you get that big screen too. Yeah, the big projector and the yeah. comfy couches. <laughs> Fun pinball machines to play at halftime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That little uh, ring game, you know, like it's on the string and you kind of have to like just like let it go and hope yep. it falls on the hook. Yeah, hook it uh, that probably has a name. Yeah. It's I fun. No, the name of it. <laughs> well, cool. so, so, Beth, what is your, um, what is your history with, with the Legion? Um, have you, have you been in, involved since the start? I have. Um, so our first president, Lee, she, I've known her, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, probably not 10 years, but I've known her many years, um, many before racing had a team and the Legion existed. So she knew that I was a big uh, soccer fan and that I'm in, involved in the community in different ways. So she reached out to me and said they were trying to put a board together, trying to put a supporter group together. I had never really joined one here locally i'm i don't, don't want to make people mad here but i'm a chelsea fan so i'm in the <laughs> chelsea in america uh, supporter group we can edit this out if you think it's gonna be too harsh i don't know uh, no we welcome the hate okay <laughs> you got, i got but, no i've not got nothing wrong with chelsea they're fine thank you thank you but yeah nothing nothing to you know 
nothing in person. I, we have a couple watch parties as well for Chelsea games, but I hadn't really been on a board for a supporters group or really knew what starting one looked like. I just mm-hmm. knew about joining one. Um, so that's how that began for me. And we started out very humble beginnings. We didn't really know exactly what we were doing, but we made it work. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's trial by fire. A lot of people haven't had that experience and, and they're figuring out as you go along. But for sure. from the out from the outside looking in, uh, you guys seem seem pretty organized and and kind of have your ducks in a row. And, and we're trying. It's, yeah, it's nice we, having that sense of structure, I think. Yeah, we're I think we're doing better each year. I think we started out good and mm-hmm. you know, we just got more organized and you know, worked with each other and figured out how we can be better the next year and the next year, and hopefully it'll continue like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and prior to this, did you follow the NWSL um, at all, or I guess any of the prior um, women leagues I, along with I your, did, I guess your yeah. Chelsea viewing? I am a huge sports buff of, I, I'm a sports fanatic in general. So I have a lot of different teams. I follow a lot of different sports and leagues. Um, I have played, I played soccer from maybe three or four all the way up until high school played, you know, some intramural leagues or whatever in college. And um, yeah, always followed soccer in general, especially women's soccer. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm 36. So I feel like this is the answer for everyone in about a 10 year range of myself, but fell in love with the 99ers. How could you not? I mean, that's my first core memory of women's soccer outside of playing it myself. Um, but yeah, the, I'm going to forget all the names of the leagues that came before, but I, this might be, yeah, this might it was be the one that had that. a team that was named after the sponsor is Magic Jack. Magic, I was that about one, that to one say stands my, out. That was that was a mess. One of my that, first those, those favorite years. teams was Magic Jack. It, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, it's the whole thing was. There awesome. were four teams in the league. Yeah, there season. weren't too yeah. many. Um, yeah, and you know, you watched it on a what seemed to be like a dark web YouTube channel and very grainy. <laughs> I know people talk about potato cam, you know, for the the games now. And I'm like, oh man, try watching a magic jack game back in like, you know, the, back the, in my day. We enjoyed it. <laughs> the only way to watch it was to pirate it. <laughs> right. There's no official source. Basically. Yeah. But uh, I, my soccer teams, I picked basically on players. So um, Alex Morgan, just wherever she was playing, basically. So before racing got a team, I was a Thorns and Pride fan. And yeah, that uh, was that was one thing that I kind of that kind of got me. Uh, I, I I don't I'm not gonna say confused. I was just taken aback by is that in the in the Woso space, the women's soccer space, you got a lot of the fandom was tied around players rather than teams, yeah. which is kind of the you know I'm not gonna say complete inverse, but it was. There's definitely way more of that. And I mean, it comes back to following the national team so much and then following the players tied to that. And I mean, it makes sense when you look at the history and, and I guess the lack of a stable league to be around. I was so. say, yeah. I mean, this one is probably the most stable and it's only 10 years old. Yeah. I liked the, I started liking the Sounders and picked them as my team because I like Dempsey and, you know, just stuck with them throughout. Mm-hmm. But I think people pick, you know, maybe they'll pick a team, but that team, that league may fold, that team may fold, you know. So it's, I I think in the early, if it's not in your city and it's not in your state, I think it's easy to just kind of follow a player from wherever they go. I agree. Yeah. Well, and it's starting to change a little bit now, but I feel like 
for a while there, I mean, because there was so much instability in the leagues at, mm-hmm. among the top players, it was pretty clearly like national team was priority one and club team was a, yeah. a distant second. And that's, that's fine. That's thankfully turning around a bit, but I think so. When, yeah. When it's like that, it's like, it's hard to get real up for the club team. You just sort of follow your, your favorite players. Right. Yeah. That was one of the, uh, I think culture shocks for, I mean, a lot of people had kind of entered into following the NWSL via racing, joining the league. And it yeah. was just a kind of a little bit of a paradigm shift from what we were accustomed to, you know, following like global city and whatnot, particularly you get in the space where there's a lot of, you know, the stands, remember all the pre yeah. stands, the oh Kristen yeah. press and, and yeah, all that, that, that hot mess, man, you that should was, see my list. We handled that new... very well. I don't think that caused any problems. I you should see my list of of <laughs> muted or or blocked accounts. Like it is like that. If you want to see all the stands, like I I found them. Like sometimes I would just stir the pot to get them to come up, so I could just <laughs> preemptively block them before something else happened. Because you use <laughs> search on Twitter, which is not a thing a human should do. I like to keep up. You find new you find news and information that way. Like <laughs> I, I check pretty regularly, and just things come up, and then you can share it with other people. But yeah, that's that kind of the downside to it is that. You get a lot of that. So Things I curated up. my list a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to talk about the team racing Louisville, the 2023 edition? Never heard get of into it. it. Tell me more. Yeah. Lot to, lot to talk about here. Uh, a lot. Let's, uh, you know, let's start out. Let's talk about the departures. Those who have since left racing Louisville. Mm. Zach, you want to, you want to start the list? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, the captain, Jim Bonner, went back home to Liverpool, uh, which I think, I mean, based on like the offseason moves we've made, I think not on paper, not the biggest loss in the depth chart, but definitely like a big locker room loss as far as like her leadership position. And yeah. so I think. I think everyone, I am happy to see her back home because, it, you know, that was what she wanted. But sad, sad to see her not in the locker room next season. I think when it happened, it was the biggest loss because she was kind of the core of the back line. Not only was she a captain, but she, you know, was our vocal piece of our defense. Um, but obviously, we lost more people and a lot of them being back line. We'll get to the additions, but we've we've definitely filled those those spaces uh but i i actually told my wife that i think whenever Gemma bonner's contract is over she's going back to england i mean she was redoing a house she was long distance with her boyfriend you know he's also a professional athlete like it in my mind if i were her it would make more sense to be you know at least on the same side of this of the ocean as all of that going on yeah it wasn't but um, you know, it was sad to see her go. As, as the season was kind of creeping towards the end, I was kind of, I was kind of figuring that she, she probably wasn't going to leave. Like she, she did. I mean, she did fine with us. I mean, with, with all due respect to her, I think like, you know, playing wise, probably that's probably, we probably could still upgrade from her. Um, which, but I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love her to death because a lot of it is the intangibles of what she brought to the team, the leadership. She was like, just like an absolute professional. Like she put her body on the line. Like, how many times many did you think she died on the pitch? <laughs> the m- multiple like head injuries, like she got bandaged like more than once, right? I at yeah. least remember vividly like one time. Yeah, so she was she was a warrior. Couldn't you know, she, could, I mean, she could have picked up a head wrap sponsorship effort. last season? 
right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But at the yeah. same time, you know, like it's, I feel like if if the t- if the team really did their their due diligence and kind of had like a stable stable coaching staff, finally that they could they could probably do do a little better. And again, like I don't mean any disrespect to her. Um, I, I just and I don't think I didn't see her as the kind to want to be like a off the bench type of player or an in betweener. And then all the factors you mentioned going back home, like her her um, fiance, um, boyfriend, husband, whatever he is, uh, he's a rugby player, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I knew he's, he's back over there. So it makes so sense. no strangers which, which to hit injuries in that household. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. She actually posted something not too long ago where they, he just got like half of his face, like part of his lip and mouth was just cut to shreds. And, you know, she had a side by side of her like head injury and his <laughs> face injury. It was just like, you know, what's going on in this household. So I, I know rugby's not really like big over here in the U S it's pretty electric to watch though, but like, with how much scrutiny the NFL is with, with head injuries and whatnot, like I can't even imagine what the discourse is within like the, the rugby world. It's because it's basically so, like football. That's like nonstop. It's like, what's yeah, life? No rugby, pads. If you want to wear like a soft little helmet, like go for it. But like, we'll make fun of you if you do. Rugby's weird though. Cause so there's, there's more like you fracture your skull and die injuries in rugby because you don't have helmets, but also because you don't have helmets, people aren't like leading with their head. You, 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 you have to protect yourself when you're playing. And so the tackles tend to not actually be as like head injury prone as just regular day in day out football is. So from what I've seen, like, like CTE and, and chronic uh, head injuries are actually not quite as big of a problem in rugby, even though like freak large head injuries are a bigger problem so it's like trade-offs interesting i guess based on the way they tackle that does actually make sense yeah yeah like a little more (laughs) nfl people turn their body into a torpedo and go head first which is even though that the helmet the helmet's not made to protect your brain it's made to protect your skull so like it keeps you from getting a skull fracture but you're still bashing your brain around on the inside when you do that interesting yeah i mean I'm not arguing with any of your logic there. I just kind of thought, like at a surface level, again, I've never really put too much thought in the rugby. I love, I I love rugby like sevens. Passing, but... Rugby sevens is really fun to watch. Yeah, I turned it on randomly the other day when I was like waiting for a soccer match or something. It was on like Peacock or something random like that. It was fun. So. Fiji and New Zealand have like really good kits. Oh, yeah. Anytime I think of rugby, I think of New Zealand. Yeah. The ferns. And we finally have a fern on the team. Oh wait, we're wait, we're doing departures first. Yeah, don't <laughs> skip ahead. Okay. That was a really a good preview. segue, but we're not letting it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're sticking with our departure first. We gotta say our, our farewells to some people. And the next person that is on that list is Miss Neely Martin. I don't Neely, I mean, I don't feel like she's she saw the pitch a ton, but like base if you talk to anybody like kind of close to the club, like Man, they were really high on her. I think the like it just what she brought to the team, like out, outside the pitch, was like I don't want to say irreplaceable, but man, she was like a, a big puzzle piece. She was well loved and just like a really like the kind of person you want to keep around, even if they aren't playing regular minutes. So, um, I don't I, I don't remember how it went down if if her contract ran out or if she asked to go or or what the situation is there. But apparently, I guess she's now with uh with Gotham. So I'm la- I'm glad she landed back in the league. You know, because it's it's only getting more and more competitive. Well, she was yeah. such a great story. I mean, like making the team from an open tryout mm-hmm. and 
Like oh, I, I, didn't even I was always she was an open trialist. Yeah. Yep. Huh. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that um, she's signed with Gotham, and I really hope she continues to get minutes because yeah, I, th- that was one of the. I, I I was sad to see her go just because like she was such a a good story like coming and trying out for the team and making the squad. And I think she's she was really important to that team, especially to the defense when we were really thin and she she played really well when the team needed her. So, yeah, it's sad to see her go. I agree. Yeah, and I'm glad that she's not only still in our league and still with what I think actually could be a good team. They get all their pieces to work together, but she has Michelle Betos who she's played with before and you know, who she's used to, you know, play, being right in front of and being the the person that's defending that keeper. So hopefully she gets minutes. If nothing else, I mean, I know that they're getting a good addition to their locker room and a, just a great person. We'll, we'll certainly uh, cheer on a little bit whenever uh, whenever we see her again. Not oh, during yeah. the 90 minutes, but <laughs> left on very amicable terms. They play teams other than Louisville most of the time, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We cheer on what, nine games out of no 10 games out of 12 yeah there you go so um next on the list miss uh, shana matthews um i mean she was out for quite a while with the uh yeah. with the maternity stuff and you know i don't you know speculating here i don't know if that 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 helped or hurt her case to you know for for playing time on there um you know people are getting minutes figuring you know who they are and i don't I don't remember what was her status when when came came around. Was she still out at that time? I I believe that the she was, or that it was. I believe that's maybe when her maternity leave was about to start. Like she wasn't coming back for that season because yeah. of her maternity leave. Yeah, so that, that's I, I actually think she probably knew about that, you know, roster wise before we did. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be a, a tough timing for for that to happen. Um. You know, like when when you, when you got a new coach coming in, trying to plan his roster, the long term future of it, and then then there's the players that kind of a unknown component. So, um, you know, another fact, you know, another factor could be like her her husband plays in the NFL, and I think he was all the way out in in, in San Francisco. So she might have had some motivations of her own to uh to want to part ways as well. Yeah, so. I was actually thinking I was surprised she didn't sign with one of the West Coast teams in the off season. Um, yeah, she, I think that was she, before her pregnancy was announced. So I actually was not this off season, but the last one. Right. Yeah. Um, she's not currently with a team. Is that correct? As of when I put the notes together, there has been no announcements of her signing with anyone. Yeah. Okay. There's probably one that one to keep an eye on. Um, Well, and like, you know, if, if she had decided she wanted to put family first, I think that's perfectly like, that's a reasonable decision. I support that. For sure. I feel like, with as far as racing went, it was like the timing just never seemed to work. She yeah. she was never really like a, around with the team long enough to I feel like really break in and 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 get comfortable with everybody. So sometimes yep. stuff just doesn't work out. Yep. Yeah, it was fine again. Um, I don't think. I mean, yeah, I don't. She left on on totally fine terms. So wish her wish her the best. Hope she don't. Yep. Hope she finds a uh, finds a space back in the league. I mean, if that's what she wants to do. Who knows? So this next one unless it's a little bit the more big spicy. one. Do you want me <laughs> to do you want me to bring up the one that makes everyone I don't know? It's the departure that makes me the saddest, but also facilitated the arrivals I'm most excited I mean, about. Yeah, it's same. the most conflicting. 
It is. Yeah. Emily Emily Fox, the big trade to North Carolina. Yeah. We lose lose the the number that our our first draft pick as a team. Our promising prospect. I have a card right here. Oh, showing off cards. Yeah. Yeah. My promising prospect. Ebony Salmon. So I have that card. (laughs) Another player not with the team. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the Emily Fox trade was was very conflicting. Like you don't want to lose a player that young, that promising, already getting regular um, minutes with the national team. But like, if we were gonna lose her, like, I think we did about as good as we could have done, right? Is that the pre-general consensus? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and we'll get to more news in the arrivals, but I think also with the way some things have played out off the field since the trade, I feel even better about it now that we know some of the parts of that trade are going to be around long-term or medium-term. So that, because I think even even if if racing doesn't make that move, she probably just leaves (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I think when you put it in that context, like they, they did get like a good return on that. Yeah, you know, you don't want to see a see a player that valuable walk away. You want to be able to kind of you know get get something for that trade and, and get some recoup some sort of value. And um and I and I'm glad they did that. And again, at the end of the day, I think ultimately they did well. It's just it was a tough pill to swallow. But honestly, like I think just just kind of reading online. People took that better than what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be more negatively viewed. I still didn't yeah. know fully what to make of it, but um, I think yeah. because of what we got in return, I you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty biased because I'm a huge Carson Pickett fan and yeah. have been for a long time, and I never ever imagined that she would be playing for racing. But I am very excited to see her on that pitch for the first time in our new, new kit, which we'll talk about later, but they're all going to look fierce in that. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean to get to get not only Carson Pickett, but to get Abby Ersig, who's, you know, been a national captain, been a, been her club's captain who just brings so much leadership and experience. I mean, I think we won that trade. You know, yeah. I I'm with Tom Benson on this. I was franchise Fox. I wanted her here long term, but you know, he even though it's a business, it's still, these are still people. And if she didn't want to be here and she wanted, you know, she wanted to be somewhere else. I think that we then have to look at the business side of that to make that happen and make it beneficial for both parties. And I really do. I really do think we had a great trade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we mentioned like, I mean, not only, I mean, Pickett plays, I think very similar to Fox mm-hmm. and has more experience. I mean, at, as of right now, I think that's a, fairly even on the field change. And then yeah. we talked about, you know, what we were losing with Bonner. And I feel like as far as the intangibles we lose from Bonner, I mean, Abby Ersig fills in all of that, I, I think very well. I mean, I, I, we've got a veteran presence there to to anchor the back line. So yeah. I think it sets the team very well up for this next season uh, defensively. I agree. Although I still would like one one recurring issue we had was struggling to find someone to play across from Emily Fox, mm-hmm. and we finally got a player that could do that, but we gave up Emily Fox to, to get her. So I, I am curious to see 
sort of how that dynamic plays out this season. It's one of my my question marks. Yeah, I got a lot of question marks like playing wise with just how many new new players and whatnot in the mix, but we'll get into that. We still got one more departure. Zach, who is that? Uh Taylor Malum, who who I think just recently announced sign with the Red Stars. Yep. I think it was in just the past couple of days. She was uh I think a very similar situation to to Neely. Very, very well loved, but uh but probably went to get more playing time than she was going to get at racing. So I think even more so there. than Neely, because Neely Neely did play fairly consistently. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But um, I mean, I, you know, I think the the biggest comparison there is that like, she was she was very very beloved and brought a lot to kind of off the pitch and just kind of building the overall camaraderie with the team and and help keeping a close knit group off the off to Chicago for her. So wish her the best up there. And I think that is. All the players that we lost, right? Yep, not a lot, especially compared to last offseason. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've done worse before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see, as young as the team is, I'm glad to see some stability from season to season th- this year because I think it really did. With everything going on on and off the field, and with all of the departures, I, I think kind of a setback last season. I, I think we kind of were not able to really build on the first season. But I think having finally having some consistency, I think we can see the team really grow this year. Yeah, I I thousand percent agree, especially considering if you look at like the little city side of the house, like that has been their bread and butter, the consistency. That is kind of one thing that they were, I don't call them pioneers on, but like relative to a lot of their their peers in the USL, they're, we've we've been way more consistent. I mean, I think things are starting to catch up, but that was a big recipe for success there. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that consistency piece. That's that's going to be really nice. But uh, along with that, we have a lot of new rivals. But before we do that, let's cut to a commercial break. And then when we get back, we'll talk about the new players. Pay some bills. This is Jacob Lane, host of From the Pink Seats podcast, and I invite you to tune in each week to the show as myself, Vincent LaCoco, and Matt McGavick dive into the storylines, news, and happenings around the Louisville football program. Nowhere else in the city will you find coverage like you will on From the Pink Seats podcast, from recruiting to coaching moves to stories to breaking news. All of it is covered from top to bottom here on From the Pink Seats podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod and be sure to subscribe and rate and review the podcast anywhere you get your shows from. Go Cards! And welcome back to the Vols Ross podcast. So we talked about the sad stuff. We got that out of the way. Now we get now we get the fun part. We get to talk about all the fun new players we have this season. I don't remember if she was the first new rival. The first one on my list, Ellie Piku Jemsa from KF Oribo. Yes. I, I mean, there was not, no way I was going to say that. I do not anything know close. I, to I think I'm still like that kind of maybe a little off, but I remember like the ending is it's uh, is more like that, and they they brought it up at the town hall. We went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something right. Go. We we know who you're talking about. Yeah, there's the. Uh, is she from Finland? Finland. Norway. It's Northern Europe. I have forgotten. I should have written that down. Finland. Yeah. Uh, uh she plays. Uh, she's a defender. Um, pretty young. Mm-hmm. 
like 40 former, or something. I'm going to look that up now. Former junior Olympic snowboarder, which I think yeah. was my most yeah. exciting part about her reveal. <laughs> right. I know. I was like, this is wild. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have not gotten to see the team play yet, but from like the bits and pieces of that preseason tournament they played in Portland, she looks very strong back yes. there. She is built. <laughs> I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with when she's on that pitch. I really do. Yeah. She is She is 23 so, uh, years old. She is Finnish, confirming all this via FOP mob. And the one thing <laughs> I didn't learn till the preseason, I knew she would kind of play a center back or, out, or a little bit outside back, but she also, I guess, kind of plays defensive midfield a bit, hmm. which I didn't realize until I think I saw one of the posts about the preseason games, which again, weren't televised or anything, that, uh, that she'd come in in a position like that. I'm like, oh, interesting. New information. Good to have that versatility. Yeah, I like that. And she scored, so I'll take any defender who scores. Absolutely, you gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting because she doesn't have any previous NWSL experience. It's all kind of been back home over in Europe. So, so I'm always really curious about how a lot of those players uh, transition. Which we got a handful this year, players who yeah. haven't played previously in the NWSL. But, yeah. um, so uh, ne- the next player we got, uh, we signed from Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that part of a trade? I forgot. Yes. How she got here? That was part of the same trade, wasn't it? Or a that was our trade? that was our draft day. There we go. That was one of the draft trades. Yeah. So we picked up Paige Monahan from Gotham, mm-hmm. who plays. Uh, I think she played mostly outside back for Gotham. I mean, who knows what she's going to play for us? Yeah. I- that's one of those things that, like I'll see on game day, I guess. I think yeah, she I... can play wing defense. I think kind of like another Lauren Malay. Just I, yeah. I truly feel like the two of them can play wherever we put them. I was about to make that Lauren Malay comparison. Yeah. I think in the past she was kind of more so of a, of a winger thing. I think the like her name in the mix for an outside back was kind of when she came over here towards us, and so that's a. That'd be an interesting th- thing to play, but you know, when you get a veteran player like that, you like to think that they're they're maybe a bit more adaptable mm-hmm. than uh, than others that kind of know what this league's about, and you kind of know what you're getting with these players and their profile. So, I'm kind of hoping that uh, that the staff saw something in her that's going to make her really excellent outside back that pe- other people didn't didn't see. It's going to make us look really smart. But uh, but if not, you know, um, if that doesn't seem to work out, you know, she's a she's another attacking option for us. I'm excited to see her in action. Yep. You want to, you want to, you want to lease in who's who, the, who do we sign next? Next um, on the list from Brazil is Ari Borges. Am I saying that correctly? First off. Uh, we'll Ari, find out when I get to Ari, look at I think the, everyone right. pronouncing their own name right. thing on the press site. But I think that is, I think it's Ari Borges and uh, yeah, Brazilian player. Um, Seems to be a lot of a lot of excitement around her. I mean, a lot of excitement around a lot of these new players, but but her in particular, I think she's going to be a pretty lethal attacking option for us. We uh, we need goals. Yeah, I mean, I think she already scored in <laughs> put the, it bluntly, in and she Portland gets goals. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yes. Yep, so that's that's a, that's she's kind of filling a void that we need. I think she's I think she's pretty young too. I think a lot of these players that we've gotten. I think we have a very yeah. We have a core yeah. of young players who I'm hoping. I mean, a handful of them have signed long term, but I'm hoping that we can have them grow together. She is uh she is twenty-three and she is listed here on FOP Mob 
as a as a midfielder, but I, as I understood, I thought she was kind of more of a a forward. So yeah, I think she's an attacking knows? mid. Like that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Sometimes like, that line uh, gets blurred for Louisville City people. Like Gon- Gonzalez plays attacking mid, but also wing. I think she's kind of a similar similar positionally. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I thought she was more of a of a straight up forward, but that makes sense. I can see that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're going to have a lot of similar thoughts on some of these players as, and we haven't really got a, to see them in action other than like a, a couple second clips. That I've you seen get on match Twitter recaps and pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't say I've gone back and looked at her, her footage from Brazil. And even if I did, like, I don't know how that translates to the, uh, to the NWSL, like skill wise. I mean, she's, uh, she obviously has, has shown something that the staff like that they want to bring her up to this level. And I think they view her as kind of uh day one ready, if you will, like mm-hmm. could be in the, in the starting lineup for one of the first games. I think she started a lot of these preseason matches, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So very, uh, that's she's, she's high up on my list of players. I'm curious to see in action and what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. She's up there on mine as well. And then the most recent signing or, uh, Officially, uh, Kayla Fisher, who they picked up in the draft, um, who who also has scored already in the preseason. Of course, because why not? <laughs> I'm loving all the goals. I hope they are translating to the regular season. Yeah, yeah I have. Um... I have been. I have been repeating my my mantra of don't don't get too excited about the preseason scores. Don't get too excited about the preseason scores. But. It it yeah they 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 played it it appears that they played very well in that Portland preseason tournament which I think I'm excited about as excited yeah. as I can allow myself to be with preseason results. Now with the um with the season ticket holder uh, meeting they had with some of the players the little town hall session um she was not one of the featured players she did show up and was kind of in the back and she did come up in conversation and a few few interesting things about her is one that um I think it was Lauren Malay who was was actively saying like she was like the steal of the draft like they thought they did really well to get her um where they did and uh, jeff greer kind of described her as like kind of moving like a snake i think it's very uh, very i guess tricky and hard to predict uh manner very very elusive so i'm kind of I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see that in action and again she did enough to to earn a contract i mean these drafted players i mean they're not guaranteed a contract when, when we draft them they have to still earn that and she showed something that that she deserves to be part of this mix of this what 26 27 player roster that we have here i will always just correlate her with um when we when the lavender legion board went to a uh, practice scrimmage training ses- session to see the team and see the facilities and all that um we talked to coach kim for a while and he flat out described her as a tall Savannah DeMello. And that is, I mean, that is always the first thing I think when I see her name or hear her name now is just, oh, yes, she is a tall Savannah DeMello. That sounds pretty lethal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I will take all the Savannah DeMellos. So, yeah, if you get four or five DeMellos, that, that team would be rolling. Yeah. Maybe on FIFA we can make that happen. Why <laughs> <laughs> mods to make that happen? Clone a player. <laughs> All right. Zach, well, I think uh, if we're oh. doing FIFA mods, probably. Okay, wait, okay. Well, I'm, I'm derailing this whole thing. 
So <laughs> if we if we if we fielded a team of eleven copies of a player on the team, which of those teams does the best? I feel like the team of Demelos is. I would say either the Demelos and Relays or the team of J Mac, just because of how fast and strong she is. I mean, I just feel like a whole team of J Max could just roll over any other team. We need somebody within our community to kind of get on the scientific FIFA research for us. <laughs> we got to do the a tournament. Go and run these experiments and then report back to us. <laughs> Accidentally turn somebody into a FIFA YouTuber. <laughs> we'll get on it. Somebody right. can thank you for a career. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've already talked about these next two a bunch, but I mean, I think we have a lot more we can say. So Carson Pickett and Abby Ersig, uh, both came over from North Carolina as part of that Fox trade. Um, and I think, I mean, for me, I mean, just as far as players that I'm familiar with, because they, they've got experience in the league, like players we know are going to be able to come in and and play in the league right off the bat, like to, to the biggest signings of the offseason. I think it's safe to say. I want starters. Lock them in yeah. that, lock them in that lineup. We, we basically flipped, uh, well, one starter and Emily Fox for for two starters, and I mean, if you look at that high of a surface level, like we needed that, you know, it's nice to hold on to a young player like that. But we, I mean, it's not like these players are going to retire tomorrow or anything. They still they still got more years left in their career. So excited to see their 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 contributions to our defensive efforts because that's an area we need a little bit of help in. If we're gonna be honest. Yeah. One thing I will well, say about I Carson. Mean- I mean, Carson will be helping in the attack too. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest parts of her signing is she's extremely good uh, at ball sending assists from the wing, yeah. and she's a great passer. So, yep. two-way player. Um, one thing I did notice about Carson Pickett, I was not as familiar with um, as you guys were with her prior to, but like, she just like looks like she's having so much fun in every picture I've seen of her. Yeah, she just looks like she's she's enjoying everything, and that just makes me happy. <laughs> Seeing somebody that happy all the time, so um, another fun smiling face around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I another huge off the field addition. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. I also love how genuinely excited she is to see fans, and especially kids. And I think that's mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a parent, but if I were, I think that would be you know one thing I would be excited for bringing my kid to a game. Was, would be having the players that excited to see them as well. I feel like the racing and, players and as a whole like have she's always someone done... who really takes the time to like walk around the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the racing players as a whole have done a really good good job in that space. From like from like match one onwards, they're very good at, at engaging with the fans and taking all the time and whatnot. And it's something I really respect. I keep thinking back to that very first racing match, and after that, like just the swarms of like of kids down there a lot you know a lot of little girls who never had like sports idols that they could you know see in person and whatnot and they just took all the time in the world to go take pictures sign autographs and whatnot yeah. like it's like even still to this day it's like an awesome thing i just love just to kind of sit back and 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 watch them engage with with people it's really cool it is really happy yeah. that they do that and when when this team was announced that was the one thing that i was excited for you know i I grew up in Indiana. I didn't move to Kentucky until college. Um, so my, we had the, I'm a basketball person as well, but mm-hmm. we had the Indiana fever early in the 
early 2000s, but up until then, most of my life, my sports heroes were guys, you know, football players, basketball players. Yes, I had the 99ers, but I never saw them play in person, you know. I never went to a pro women's soccer game until the past, I don't know, five years. So growing up, I didn't have that. And I, I just remember feeling like kind of emotional and like overwhelmed and happy that the, the young kids in this community are going to have a team that they can go out to physically and talk to and, you know, shake hands with and watch them play on a weekly basis and people who are not just going to be playing in this city, but hopefully engaging in the city and, you know, enjoying it. And it seems like they do. It seems like they genuinely like being in Louisville. And I think that's extra special. Yeah. I mean, representation matters and I, you know, and it really, it really hit home and, and clicked when I was seeing that with, with racing, especially with all these little girls, you know, who probably play soccer on their own as well. Getting to see like, this is, you know, if you keep with it and, and work hard, this is what you can do. You can get here. Right. That wasn't something they had previous, you know, the year before or whatnot. So I love it. I respect it. All right, Zach, we got, we got two more names on this. You want to, you want to take us through these newcomers? Yep. So we have another draftee. So Riley Parker out of Alabama, who a player that just because I follow Kaler on Twitter, a, a player I got to see lots of clips over the last season in college from like another really good story. I mean, like she had a terrible injury mm-hmm. and, and worked back from it and it had just an incredible season last season for Alabama scored a ton of goals. I, I have heard that like, she is, like a big fighter <laughs> on the field just as far as like hustle. Um, and so uh, she is on loan to, to Tigris in, in the Mexican league. So I, I was very excited. Um, I was hoping that she would sign with the team. So I'm, I'm glad to see that the team, you know, wanted to keep her around enough that they, they you know, sent her out on loan uh, rather than just not signing her. Right. Yeah, she's she's one I was really I'm she just seems like she's a lot of fun. Like, do you guys get that sense? You see pictures and videos of her, like like that's exactly she what looks I was like, say. Yeah, she looks like she's cool as shit. Like, I want to yeah. hang out with her. She looks fun. Like, I want that player on my team because she's gonna sure. like like a gonna be a great locker room player, not not to mention what she can do on the pitch. Yeah. So like you said, Zach, I'm I'm happy we signed her. Like didn't let her didn't let her go, you know. Yeah. I don't follow well, I think it- college too much but so i didn't know her before the draft mm-hmm. but honest to god like every single video of her teammates you know posting about her being drafted and her highlight reel and even when she's already scoring and making an impact in the for t grace like she looks cool as shit like just period like she <laughs> she seems awesome like i i already really love this player and i hope that we get to see her play for us i'm hoping maybe she'll be a replacement player you know on our roster whenever the world cup rolls around yeah because i think her loan is through june i june yeah it's through the like midsummer so yeah and they might re-up it i don't know but you know i'm hoping that in the meantime i think they're we can see her at season ends so she will have a couple that even if even if they re-up her she'll have the off season for the mexican league potentially yeah which corresponds to the 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 the, the Challenge Cup slash World Cup uh, 
time period. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Then you want to introduce our last player? Yes, our last player is Uchenna Kanu. I think I'm saying that one right. I think that's and, right, yeah. Yeah, and she is from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Same with a question mark? I believe she's Nigerian, yes. Coming to us from Tigres, I, I think that was all part of one. Or yeah. They announced both of those at the same time, so. I think it was kind of like a sign and swap. Yeah, yeah she was Yeah, 25-year-old from um, from Nigeria. Um, you know, another, another player, I think that's going to uh, help bring us goals. I think... I almost feel like that is very intentional. They brought in a lot of goal scoring threats, you know, arguably, you know, maybe, maybe too many. So there's a lot of healthy competition there, you know, like you're not relying on you know, one player to get you goals, you know, like, so you're not one injury away from, Oh crap, you know, where are we going to score from? So well, I'm really curious to see how this all pans out. Cause like a lot of these players on the list, like I can see them starting, but you know, you only get so many players uh, yeah. starting on that pitch. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm I'm curious to see where where the staff's head is at as far as what they've seen in the preseason and training and whatnot, and who's going to get those first few starts. And from what I from what I've seen, I mean, since they signed her and just stuff on social media, I mean, she seems to have the personality that you want from a an attacker and a forward. Like she's she's like very confident, uh, and and all the clips from like practice and and warmups that they showed. I mean, she looks very like strong and physical i think she she looks to have all of without having seen games she she has all the pieces you would want from like a, a finisher an attacker mm-hmm. i am excited just i'm hoping that they're on the field at the same time she her and ari are the two off the off-season signings that i'm i love carson pickett and abby ersig but i have seen them i've loved them i already know what they can do ari and you Uchenna are the two people that I am very excited to see what they can do. Yeah. And I think that they have a high ceiling. And I am always excited to see any Nigerian national players because the Super Falcons, if you have not watched a game, <laughs> they are amazing. They are fast. They score in bunches. They just have fun. Like they're one of my favorite women's national teams to watch. They're awesome. And so I'm excited to have a Nigerian national team player. And I, I really do think she's going to be explosive. I didn't know that about the national team. Oh That's yeah, I, I like when, really I like when get, I like when you get a reason to follow a, a good national team like that. Again, I don't get oh, yeah. too swept up in the national uh, national like team they have, in that game, but they have always been a very tough matchup for Team USA. They whenever they yeah, play. they're so good. And I think a little underrated, even though they're extremely good. I think they're still underrated. Yeah, but yeah, they're always on my radar. They're always really fun to watch. And yeah, I'm excited to have her. Cool. Now, um, two other players I do want to shout out in this new arrivals category, and they, uh, for different reasons. Um, one is Wang Shuang. She came later last season. I'm very high on her. Yes. I think she's. I think she's going to be absolutely a killer. So I'm hoping she she continues what what little bit that we got to see last season. And the other is uh, Tembi Katlana, who. Mm-hmm. We signed in like what, maybe forty-eight hours later, like ruptured her like ACL or something like that. Twenty-four. I mean, it seemed like it was like as the ink was drying. Oh my god! And maybe tragic timing. I know. Maybe the most brutal injury a soccer player can have. I mean, that's a long, long recovery from an Achilles tear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
it wasn't, if I recall right, it wasn't even like a challenge or anything like that. It was almost yeah. kind of like a, an off the ball sort of thing. Like as soon as you saw her go down, you're like, oh no. Which is kind of, it's kind of how Achilles tears go. Like it, it's yeah. usually like someone plants a foot and then just goes down. It, it's yeah. For, the ones I've seen in like the NBA and stuff tend to be non-contact injuries. Yeah. So she's, she's had a long road. Do we, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Do you guys know of like what, like, have they said anything about her, her timetable of when we could theoretically like um, expect her? I know uh, it's not going to be early in the season from what I've heard that it will be. It's kind of what I was figuring. She yeah. was doing um, not sprinting, but like jogging and um, you know, kind of drills on her own and movement drills. When we went to the practice, that was in mid February, mm-hmm. so, you know, a month a month has passed i'm hoping she's getting stronger yeah that's a good sign i think it's so. a yeah it's a really high risk of re-injury type of oh, injury yeah. so it players tend to you want to take it very slow with the with the comeback and build your strength up very slowly over time yeah makes sense so um I guess with that, we can talk a little bit about the the preseason, the results, and uh, I guess the little bit that we got to see again. All considering that none yeah, of them the were scores televised. we got to see in the recaps. <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got written recaps. We got a few little highlights here and there. We saw scores, but so there's a little bit to extract there. Um, Zach, you want to you want to take us through kind of what happened up in Portland? Yeah, so we played the team played like a three game preseason at tournament little challenge thing up in up in Portland hosted by uh the thorns uh they played a game against portland a game against oil rain and then a game against the women's national team under 23s who i guess is basically like a college all-star team i would assume <laughs> kind of that um uh the under 23s played pretty well in there I, like the scores i saw i think they scored on oil rain and took the early lead like they yeah they, they seem to be a pretty good team uh, but the team started off with a really close 0-1 loss to Portland. Uh, I think that game was 0-0 until near the end. Uh, the recap I saw said like that as far as the play on the field went, it was a very close game. It was not <laughs> the one-sided games we're used to seeing against Portland. Um, so I that's an encouraging uh, result. And then and then they. Team turned around and beat Oil Rain two to nothing. Um, so I think, especially, I, I do don't think that given what their results against the Rain have been in an NBSL play, like that's that's a very encouraging preseason result to see. And then a three one win over the under twenty threes. And one yeah. thing, one thing I'll add to the OL Rain one, based off what I what I recall reading about that one specifically, is that that they might have started a, a weaker team where we got like one of those goals, maybe, maybe both of them, but towards the end, they were throwing on their, their studs really trying to get back in the game. And we were able to kind of weather that storm. So like, I don't put too much stock in the actual result itself, but that, that element of things is, is pretty, pretty nice to see that even, even when they're kind of throwing their, their best that you, we were able to kind of handle that, which is promising. And again, it's a team we've historically struggled with. So, that result um, particularly sticks out to me for the, for that reason. I think what I really loved is, you know, this, I believe these were all within seven or eight days of each other. Yeah. So I loved that we had the depth and that we 
stayed in these games. Yes, we lost one, but like you said, I really think it was like the high 80s, like that, you know, it was very late in the game. Could have been 84th, 85th minute. You know, we were right in that game. And I like that we came away, you know, two and one in a matter of a few days. I think that shows good stamina and growth and, you know, hopefully a little more depth and more substitutions. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and I'm very nice gonna... to see so many of the new players yeah. score. I mean, that's that's really encouraging. It seems like, at the very least, people are integrating. Yes. That are, that are yeah. I, I thought it was, I mean, yes, it's preseason. But I thought, since we were playing really good teams and really good players in a very short period of time, I found this to be extremely promising. <laughs> that covers our limited preseason experience. I think this would be a good chance to to make the state of Louisville people some money to pay some bills to, to find out about some products and services. So we're going to we're gonna take a little break. We're going to come back, uh, talk about the schedule, maybe make some predictions that are definitely going to be wrong. Oh, boy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Volmos Marados podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Benton. This is Tomas. He wanted to say hello. I was going to say, we have a fourth person on here, fourth fourth creature on here. (laughs) All right. He's going to go get food now. Good for him. Fuck schedule. How about it? Oh, for the listeners, there was a cat on my screen. I forgot that not everybody's on video. This is why you should check us out on YouTube. There we go. The state of Louisville. I'll post it on social media. Bye, Beth from the Lavender Legion. Thought you were going to attempt the last name there. Giesel. There you go. <laughs> he thought about it. I, know I, wanted, to keep it, I, like, I wanted to keep it casual. I didn't want to be super <laughs> formal with the last names. Fair enough. It's fine. All right. Well, well, Beth, we're going to put you on the spot. Like, if, yeah. let's just kind of give us your high-level thoughts on, on the schedule. What matches do you have circled? What are you looking forward to? Do you like the, how, how the schedule starts and ends? General thoughts. Um, obviously I'm looking forward to the home opener, April 1st. Um, I'm also looking forward. I actually forgot to mention this earlier, but we're doing, um, tailgate with copper and Kings prior to the two Wednesday home games. And we're hoping okay. to do March, or March to the match from that tailgate. So I don't have the dates in front of me, but it's the only two home Wednesday games that racing has. So those definitely I'm looking forward to, uh, I am looking forward to seeing our players come back. So I'm looking forward to having the courage back here. Gotham, hopefully, you know, we can see Betos and Neely Martin. And I I think any game a home or away against Kansas City and the West Coast teams are what I'm looking forward to. I think that that for me is kind of my barometer of how we're doing. That's that's my test of how much have we grown in the offseason. We've We've made really good strides, I think, the past couple seasons to get better. Um, we've points-wise and positive, you know, wins and draws. So I'm hoping that we can finally have more wins than draws. Uh, <laughs> we've we've had good positive results in the past couple seasons. We just have never overcome that hump. So I am going to predict that we're going to make the playoffs. I think it, it may sound crazy, Whoa. but I think I think we can do it. I really do. It might be that number six seed. It might be last day that we just that we find out. But I I think 
that we are going to be set up for pretty good success when it comes to the World Cup time. Mm -hmm. We are going to lose some people to the World Cup, but I do not think that those losses are going to be as not as bad, but I'm, I'm, I don't know how to say it, but I, you know, as impactful as other teams. Yep. And I think we can make up some ground when it comes to that. So yep. really anything in July, August, I'm, I'm just all gas, no breaks, edge of my seat, ready, <laughs> ready to see, you know, seven and nothing games out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Zach, what about you? What, what do you, what are you looking at on the schedule? What what's got you excited? What's circled, etc. So my two, and they're both early in the season. My two big, like early matchups that I circled is we have uh, North Carolina at home on May twenty seventh, which you already me- mentioned. I mean that'll be Fox's first game back here. I, I think a bigger deal for me is North Carolina is a team that racing has yet to earn any points off of. Yeah for two full seasons that no, no draws or wins. It only losses against North Carolina so far. So I think a big test, you know, is like, you know, how far, how far forward has the team moved is like, can we, can we get some points off of these teams that we historically have not been able to, and kind of on the same, same side of that uh, Portland away on April 22nd, I think, I think it's, it's very big because it, that's another another team that they've never gotten a draw or a win against, and that's it's on the road. So I think that'll be a, a big early season test. Uh, I'm curious yeah. to see you know how the team plays, what what they look like there. A notoriously uh, hard place to play as well. Yeah, not only are they a good team, it's you know Providence Park is always rabid, and you know they I think a good their thorns. A good benefit of doing the the preseason trip that they did is like they got some extra time out there which should be hopefully useful um and just we haven't touched on it but i really like the format for the league this season because uh they've they've basically they've they've reduced the number of regular season games a little bit and so there's a every team will play a home game and an away game against every other team in the league, which I'm a big fan of balanced schedules. I think that makes the regular season champion meet a lot more um, when it's a balanced schedule. And then the challenge cup this season will be actually played throughout the season. Um, mixed in, in the style of like a more European style cup tournament. Uh, and then during the world cup break, which has historically been a tough time for the league, that there will be more challenge cup games. So I think that will be a nice thing to do because you don't want to play too many regular season games during the world cup break when so many big players are out, but you also don't want to just close up shop and not do anything for a month over a month. So I, I like, I like the way that was scheduled. I know you were, you were concerned about that last year before we before we knew all this and this is kind of like roughly what you want it so. the league has handled it very terribly in the past so yeah. this is this is the best it's been i agree i actually really like this format and i don't i don't know if it's a consensus over all the players obviously i don't think that can exist but a lot of players last season kind of sounded off and said we got to stop doing the challenge cup as a preseason thing like yeah. we don't want this so I'm hoping that they're genuinely happy with this. Um, 
And I kind of hope it continues. I mean, I like, you know, one of my favorite things to watch is the FA Cup. I like that it's just kind of within, you know, every couple weeks and six months span, you can turn it on and it's on. I also like mm-hmm. that there's the Commissioner's Cup and the WNBA. They kind of do the same thing where it is still games against the people in your league, but it is much like the Challenge Cup. You get just different points for that for that game and it goes towards the commissioner cup trophy, which is separate from the league championship and the regular season championship. So I like that. It's hopefully a different level. And even if they're doing it just because of the world cup, I actually think I would like to see it go forward and be intermixed in the schedule. Yeah. One, they, they put so much money on the line last season for the players, which is, I mean, it's good that like more, more money into the sport is good, but you really just from a, a safety standpoint you don't really want to be throwing like ten thousand dollar bonus on the line in a preseason tournament when people aren't really warmed up and into mid-season form and so i think it's much more meaningful for that tournament and i think it's it's better for everyone to have that final coming more like when everyone is is in mid-season form and, and playing playing their best no one no one's out there throwing everything on the line before we've even started regular season games. Right. Yep. You guys, I, I don't have anything to add on the, on the challenge cup thing. I, I agree with everything you said. I like it. It all intertwined. Another thing I want to point out with the schedules um, or a few sets of matches, both the California teams, I kind of feel like that the NDWSL gave them a lot more love than us when they came in. So I kind of hold a grudge to that. Um, so I want to beat them. And also the Houston dash, I think that's the closest thing we've gotten to an announced rival as far as from players from the team. Uh, Freya Olofsson was very, very quick to say that one time. I, I don't think, like a while Houston. Back. She said, just yep. out of the blue. Yep. It's so, very uh, clear that no one likes Houston. <laughs> so it's, we don't, I, don't, I guess we don't have like a, a full concrete rival, but that's probably the closest yeah. thing that we have for that. And and ironically, we start the, oh, start the season against them away. You know. This, uh, this Saturday as of the recording I, date. At least. I remember looking at the schedule and thinking, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not? Houston, right off the bat. With uh, so I, Danielle I Chesky, had written this down. This seems like a good Chesky. a good place to bring it up. So, like, does it seem like, I guess, is, is the unanimous choice Houston? Does it seem like anyone's shaping up to be a rival for the team? Because it sort of feels to me like no one is really there yet. In, I, in I agree with that. I from, don't think we have from, a... From the fan perspective. I mean, it does seem like for the players, Houston's a game. From a fan game. perspective, I... I don't know. I mean, proximity wise, I think a lot of people want it to be Chicago. Yeah. Um, but in my experience with their supporters group, like they're amazing. And yeah. every time they come in town, we like do joint tailgates and we do like card swaps and they're really cool. So I just like, I, I can't hate on them. I just can't do it. Like, and they're not really close enough for the proximity thing to really right. be weighing yeah. in. I mean, it's still a five hour drive away. I think we're uh, all just saving up our our rivalry for if Cincinnati ever gets a team, you know. I mean, that'll just be our, a rival. Natural, our natural rival. Instant. <laughs> yep. So, um, let's dive into some prediction stuff, Beth. I know you you already went out and said that uh, we are playoff bound this season. We're doing it. Do you have any uh any predictions on points? Uh, you know, our biggest wins, losses, storylines, anything else? Um, I think if they're healthy, almost everyone's going to get beat by Kansas city. So, I mean, I'm obviously hopeful we will get some points off them, 
I'm not fully expecting it. Uh, I think that we may drop points to the West Coast teams, but I, like Zach, am hoping for our first points off Portland. I think, you know, we had, we've, we've played well against Angel City and the Wave in the past. I don't know why we can't continue that again. I think it's doable. Like looking at the schedule, looking at the team we have, if we can get everyone together and gelling and, and playing smoothly, I think we're, I think we're in really good shape and not, not to mention we have people out that are going to come back into the fold. Tembi, Amina, Nadia, like we're going to have people throughout the season come back in where other teams unfortunately are already losing people for the season mm-hmm. or everyone's healthy, thankfully, but, but they don't have a, you know, a contingency plan. Yep. And we should, we should have a comparatively good amount of, uh, the world cup is not going to hurt us nearly yeah. as much as I think a lot of other teams. I yeah. think we're going to take that transition a lot smoother than I think some of these other teams who are really relying on some national team players for the yeah. season. I think so too. And the one thing I really love about international signings for any team, whether it's Americans going to Europe or Mexico or other countries coming to the States and playing in our leagues is the different style of play. I love tactical play. I love the way that European soccer is played. I think it's absolutely magical and beautiful and it's fun to watch. I like that it's mind games. I like that it's three steps ahead of what your defender is thinking. I like that we have a lot of international players. I don't, I think we touched on this earlier. I don't know if they're all going to take those pieces that they have and fit together immediately. But I think if and when they do, a lot of the domestic players are not going to be ready for it. And I think it's going to be another level of how we can succeed because we have people with experience outside of the States in different coaching styles. We have people who have played in the same league that our coach coached who have played for our coach. I mean, I think, I think we really do have the intangibles that other teams maybe aren't expecting or don't have. All the makings for our course. I'm going to put everybody on the spot. So we, who are, who are the six playoff teams? in the league this season i i can go first (laughs) but uh so i actually agree with you i think racing is in that like five four five six oh but i think we're getting in under the wire on six i will gladly take anything above that well i just think the way last season went it was so tight there it was like a, a very small difference between that 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 entire bottom half of the playoffs. So I think they could fall. They could easily fall anywhere within there. I agree with you. I think Kansas city is going to be very good this season. Mm-hmm. I think they're another playoff team. I'm never going to not put the thorns in the playoffs. <laughs> regardless I, I think of... they're my one and two Kansas yeah. city. Uh, I, Oh, I, I think San Diego takes a step back this season. I think, I think they had a lot of magic last season. And I think they are going to be the team, one of the teams most hurt by the World Cup yeah, this year. Yeah, definitely see that. So 
I I could see San Diego narrowly missing the playoffs. I think it'll be close. Um, I think the rain make the playoffs. Yep. Um, I think uh, North Carolina improves and makes the playoffs. Is that five? Uh, and then I think Houston are that last playoff team. That's my six. I think that Houston can make the playoffs. I, depending on how they start to shape up in the, in the beginning of the season, I think that North Carolina could actually be that team on the outside looking in barely. I think they do have the pieces, but I don't know if there's going to be that seismic shift that they need. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be in the bottom. I think they will be, you know, if they're outside the playoffs, I think they're going to be a seven. So I don't have a good prediction for the six. I will. I, I'm going to, I have 538 pulled up just for some context and I kind of what to expect. <laughs> You're just going to let Nate Silver pick the playoff tips for you. <laughs> We're going to rattle off some just to give some context of what some like Uber nerds think, which they, they get, they get things right a lot. So, you know, Portland is by far the most comfortable at 74%. Following that is North Carolina, 69%. The no, OL rain, 66%. Then you get to a lot of 50%. Chicago, San Diego, Kansas City, Houston, um, Washington Spirit. We're in a group with Angel City. We're in the uh, upper 30%. So we're kind of that like, eh, maybe not totally ruled out. And then at the bottom, you got Orlando and Gotham, and they're in like the mid 20%. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I agree with the bottom uh, two yeah. on that pre the, the one thing I will say about that is that I, I feel pretty confident that Racing Louisville has the talent to to make the playoffs. And Beth, you, you read off a lot of good reasonings and rationale behind that. My my one concern in, in hang up, which I think would be more the the biggest like deal breaker there is how we use that talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I I think in the past, at least in my eyes, Kim has made some 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 questionable calls, and so I just in. And not to mention with all these new pieces, like I don't even know how we're going to roll out shape wise. Like I don't, I don't know what this team is, is going to look like, and that's going to be a really cool thing to see. But it's going to matter if he has all that. He's all these great tools at his disposal, all these great players, but does he use them all in the right way to to get us to that that spot? So I think there's going to be a lot on the shoulders of the coaching staff to help make this work. And I think having um, Bevianna is joining the staff and, and helping Kim is going to be a big, big pickup. two words and it's Bevianna's. That is a hundred percent the solution in my opinion. I mean, he, you know, I, he said he sees her as the tactical decision maker. You know, she runs mm-hmm. the drills. She's there for player development. I, I think, and I hope that she's going to be able to say, okay, you know, so-and-so might need a rest. What I've seen out of this other player is, you know, she'd be a really good fit right now if we shifted her in. I'm hoping that bringing her on, giving her the ability to make some of those decisions, game time, is going to help with substitutions, is going to help with minutes, is going to help with rotation. Mm-hmm. People not being as worn out at the end of games. I I think that we we have our solution in house and I'm hoping yep. that Bev is our answer to that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the past in the, in the past seasons that we could say that we, we had the talent, like pretty comfortably right. say that I think that's the case this year. So, so a lot of, a lot of weight on the, on the shoulders of the coaching staff and just really, really excited and curious to see how that pans out again. Like no idea what the shape is going to look, not a clue. Right. I mean, we <laughs> could be dead last in this season and I'm just, we're just completely wrong, but I, 
I really am more hopeful about this season's team than I have been about in, you know, our, our last two seasons. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Some quick ones. Uh, total points for racing this season. I think, I think they get 34 points this season. Ooh. Okay. I was going to say 30, but I mean, yeah, I'll go with 30, 34, maybe 32. I'll cut it. I'll, I'll do the half of. There we go. Uh, you took that number. I was going to split the difference. I'm going to say 33. Oh, Ben's a different You go 32. Cap yeah. <laughs> out number. <laughs> All right. Who's the, uh, who wins the regular season in the league and who wins the playoffs this year? Ben, you first. <laughs> I don't want to be boring, it, but like. It was in the notes, man. I know it was in the notes. I didn't mean I had to answer for it. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think Portland's going to win it all. I think that, I mean, they're just, they're just consistently good, you know, I'm, and I'm more at peace with them winning versus like when the California teams. So that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't upset me to say as much. I want to beat the thorns. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, the California teams bother me. I think it's a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, I- I'll say. I think Portland win the regular season and Kansas City win the Shield or win the playoff tournament. I was going to say, honestly, right now, before seeing anything on paper, for me, it's Kansas City for both. Nice. So we we have heard it again. (laughs) Uh, All right. What's the, uh, what do we expect to be the biggest win and the biggest loss for, for racing? Hmm. For I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and go. Um, biggest win. I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say that we uh, we sweep the thorns home and away. They might they <laughs> might. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going. I'm going for it. We're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna really shock the world here. We're gonna win both of them. Six points in two matches for that one. Our biggest loss, however, I think uh, I think San Diego Wave. They're the thorns in our side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they serve us a bigger loss. I don't have a good number for that one, but I'm just going to say they're, that's, that's going to be one that we don't sit well with. Okay. I'll, uh, so I say, I say biggest win, I think, I think three nothing win against Orlando. Um, Cause I, I do think they've always played well against Orlando. I think Orlando's not, Heading in a very good direction, which is kind of a yearly thing for Orlando. <laughs> uh, so I, and then biggest loss. Ah, oh, the one I want to say, the one I feel like is going to be the biggest loss is going to be painful because it would hurt really bad. But I think, I think they get like a four-one loss to North Carolina because oh. they just they North Carolina is like the bane of this team's existence. Yeah, that's a good point. I should have went that route. That was a good call. <laughs> I'm going to say biggest win. I'm just going to randomly guess that we win one nothing due to a penalty kick um, against the against the Thorns at the Thorns. Ooh, that's this is my narrative. Portland at Portland, we win because, I don't know, maybe Savannah DeMello, maybe someone else buries a penalty kick and we win one nothing. I think biggest loss. 
because I think they have the firepower, depending on when it is in our schedule, but I think they have the big, biggest firepower equal to Kansas City, I, w- I will say Houston. The things that, that the players on that team can do when they move the ball well with each other, I mean, it, they they can be electric if they want to. I think that on paper, Kansas City is the team that I see on the field from Houston sometimes. Yeah. So I think we maybe maybe 2-1. And maybe it's a big loss because it's like late in the game or something. 2-1 two, two loss to Houston at home. A painful loss. Yeah, painful loss. Maybe not big. I get it. Well, no, I get it. Beth, Beth, thank you so much for for coming on and, and talking talking some women's soccer with us. Do you, uh, you, you want to promote, uh, remind any, everybody again about some stuff the Legion has going on? Sure. Uh, coming up next week, we have banner making at the stadium, the 29th and the 30th at, I believe it's 545. It will be on our Slack channel. So if you're already in that, if you're not, please join the Legion for $5 and two cents. How many people join? And we'll promptly put you in the, the Slack. Um, and then we will, starting in May, we'll have away game watch parties at Mile Wide. Um, we also have the two Wednesday games that are here at home. We're going to do a uh, tailgate with Copper and Kings. And a tentative date, we haven't settled completely on this, though. Um, actually, that home game against North Carolina on May 27th, um, we are doing a charity tailgate at 1020. So with a local partner. So once we get all that fleshed out, we will announce that. But those are the things coming up for us. For, for people who are not members or have not been members of the Legion before, where can they go to sign up to join they your ranks? They can go to, um, now you're going to make me figure out if it's .org or .com, but they can go to the Lavender Legion website. They they just Google Lavender Legion. It will yeah, pop Google up. Lavender Legion. It'll be the link <laughs> that is at the top. Um, you can go to our website. Um, you'll go about halfway down the screen and it will say become a member. So you can join that way. Um, you can always send us a message on Twitter or on Facebook. We can give you that information. We can tell you how to find it. Um, LavenderLegion.com. LavenderLegion.com. That's definitely the easiest way. But we can just reach out to us. We can always get you that information. Cool. All right. Well, Ben, before before we let everyone go, we have, we have some news this week. Uh, some very good news for both teams for completely different reasons. Yeah, I was going to say we uh, we definitely got to talk about the kits. That's a, that's a hot topic. I'm I specifically wore my uh, my I guess now old racing home kit for this. You're so. soon to be replaced racing home kit. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have something else okay. in the mix with it. And the funny thing is, is I didn't think I was gonna want to buy another racing kit. I'm like, there's only, we can only go down from this kit, but. In a way, I mean, like, I, I love this new option. Beth, what is what is your take, what are your thoughts on this new uh, Houndtooth kit that has just recently been released? I love it. I love the, even though we're still doing the, I want to say it's Midnight Violet, mm-hmm. the basically black. I like the... I, this one is much more violet than the last one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the last I one like... just was black. This one actually is dark purple. <laughs> I like that the purple is a little more light on this this yeah. current Houndtooth one than than the old Lily's one. Um, I really enjoyed both of our both of them though. So far, I think that they're they're 
picking good styles. I'm I'm waiting to see what the names are going to look like on the back. I think they'll be a little more visible. Um, the names sometimes just got lost a little bit, especially when you're watching, the, looking at the field from afar on the, in the video. Um, in the video, they show the back, and they they're pretty easy to read. I was happy because it's good. like bright white letters. It, right, it pops off the because yeah. of the dark colors. It pops off the jerseys really well. Yeah, and I think just even though I like the lilies, I think the names, the white of the names were kind of blending in with the the, the white of the flowers, and it's kind of it was kind of all jumbled. But um, so far, I've liked every kit that we've had. I just really want them to sell the away uh shorts because i would buy those things immediately i love the mint shorts and maybe if they sold shorts of the hound's tooth i would buy those as well i think this home jersey would look pretty good with the mint shorts i think yeah i Just think as so. far as a if, yeah a combo i could see it and zach your thoughts i know you got lots of thoughts kit wise <laughs> you know i generally am very opinionated and these kits are pretty good and i don't really have any complaints uh i was kind of i was hoping to see a little more mint but it, the 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 jersey looks good uh i am i'm a big fan of patterns so i like the houndstooth um so i think i think it's solid especially in a league where i dislike so many of the kits it's, it's like a top tier kit this season yeah uh which is so i uh, no complaints from zach they did just fine good well, I'm glad they. I'm glad they pleased Zach. That's what they were going for. <laughs> the most important that, thing. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, didn't think I was gonna want to buy a new kit this season, but when I came out, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna buy that kit. So that's that's a short way of saying, you know, thumbs up. It was always gonna be a hard transition from from the Lilies kit, but uh, you know, you you did as good as you can with the um, with the restrictions put in place from something like Nike or whatnot. I know this was kind of a a more of a special deal. I don't, you know. They kind of rolled out the the red carpet or the purple carpet, if you will, for uh for racing Louisville. So they did go they did good job with this uh the new one. So now the so, announcement so. video did use the After Effects Super Eight fake mm. plugin that I'm always complaining about. <laughs> so they they had to make me angry somewhere. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. I'm like, oh, Zach's <laughs> triggered. Look. The point of sprocket holes is that they're holes and you shouldn't see image through them because it's a hole. There's not there's nothing there. Yeah, the thing is most most people don't notice that so they can get away with it or don't care. <laughs> you're the uh, you're the 1%. They so might all notice it now. Plug-in. Yeah, now they're going to. Zach's Zach's it will pain Zach's them for life. spreading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, gang. Well, as we wrap things up, any any final thoughts, anything we didn't we didn't get to at all? I'm excited about this year. I mean, go big perp. Up the perp. <laughs> go big perp. Yep. Very, very optimistic about what racing can do this season. So new players already contributing off the field. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inspirational. It's a, it's an organic movement. So I, I appreciate in that <laughs> regards, but I do, I do take issue with the fact that we are specifically lavender and not purple. Well, on the racing side of the house, but yeah, again, but go big lav isn't as great. And lavender is a shade of purple. It's true. Lavender's still purple. Also, if if some of us who are considering maybe doing a zine about the team <laughs> wanted to find a name for the zine that would work for both racing and uh, 
Louisville City. So having both of them use purple uh, is is helpful there. Yeah, it's it's convenient for that theoretical person who might want to put together something <laughs> like that. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. <laughs> Certainly not. They got the typewriter behind him. <laughs> oh yeah, look, I brought I it up notice. last week. I noticed that midway through when we were when we were when we were talking. I'm like, oh, he got his. I forgot to ask about that. So yeah, All I right. found one. All right. Well, we better uh, we better wrap this thing up before it gets too unhinged. So thank you guys for for tuning in. Thank you as always to the state of Louisville for for producing our show. Um, excited about the racing season. I hope if you're listening, you've got your tickets. You're gonna go check out and support the uh, support the gals. If not, pretty easy to obtain. So come out and join us. It's a fun time. Join the Legion. Yeah, it's a good group. A lot of good discourse there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you all take care and go racing. Long as Bye, y'all. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.